<laughs> all right, let's get this party started. All have knocked her up. Sorry, it's not Megan Brain anymore. Sorry to our listeners. I'm sure they enjoyed last week. Yeah. I think it, they did enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody told me. <laughs> I really, I heard, I heard it. I mean, I heard some good things. Yeah, I got no confirmation on today's episode that went out. Yeah, none. <laughs> Nobody said facts. anything. None. That's okay. We're not needy. We're not needy. Okay. We are. We're we just, were like four. We're four bakers. We're so needy. Just five guys. Four guys out here in our closets guys, or wherever. Hey guys. Just uh, hey guys. Talking into the vacuum. Playing. <laughs> In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. You know, I was listening to an old episode. I used to put a lot of reverb when I did that. I might go back to that. It sounds pretty good. Uh, you decide. Uh, like we are up between the Rick Rubin tunes and the non-Rick Rubin tunes on this one. We are up to album 137, stealing my bits. And from 2011, <laughs> it's 21 by Adele. Now, again, that's a confusing, isn't it? Again, 21. from 2011, this is 21. I mean, it's like this Prince thing all over again. Uh, I feel like at my age, 42, I would make this a double album. Oh, with twins? <laughs> That's a math joke out there for you guys. <laughs> it would be funny though if Adele had a twin and the twin Badell, of course the name would be Badell, would also come up with an album named 21. You'd be like, huh? I'm seeing double. <laughs> I think, are, are we going to talk about how to say her name? Aren't we saying it incorrectly? What? What? Yeah. No. Doesn't she pronounce it like Adele? Or something? No, I'm not saying Adele. Get out of here. Okay, wait, here we go. Ready? This is the this is how you say it according to Google. It says Adele, English singer-songwriter. Ready? Yeah. What why I'm not gonna practice. Just play it for me, you dummy. Adele. Adele. No, but there's there's a there Adele. was a Adele. Okay, you know what, Aaron? Let's, you know what? There's a video of excuse me. Video of Adele excuse me. It, I'm the main host. You're slowing us down. There's a slow mode. Let's put it on slow mode and see if you can really hear it this time, dummy. Adele. Yeah, thank you. I'm okay. telling you, she's she has said it's different. How does Adele pronounce her name? Adele says we don't say her name the bona fide way all this time. She said my it name perfectly. Yeah. He came and asked me how I say Adele. my name, and I was like Adele. How was she mine? was like Adele. 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 What the fuck's the difference? Adele. Are you happy, Aaron? I mean, this Dale. is like, this is the I'm ultimate, like, I'm so rich that I'm going to claim people are saying my name wrong when I just everyone's say saying it right, right. the exact saying, same. What is she even saying? That, that you, let me listen to that again. Yeah. Adele? 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 There's not a difference. Adele. 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 We got to hit you know, moving along. This is I terrible. hate this podcast. I quit. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Rosie shows he shows up 15 minutes late. He's putting his kid to bed. All yeah. good things, right? Yeah. Just throws the rails. his curveball, and now yeah. you know, yeah. oh God. trying to get in the way of this great joke. Did you hear my joke about the 42 double album? I mean, the, people are probably still laughing from that. They didn't even hear it. Aaron said they didn't. I, I, I bet Neil's laughing. I bet Neil's the only one laughing. Aaron, why do why do British people speak with a British accent, but they don't sing with a British accent? 
Oh, that's a very good. I, that's a very good question. Some of them do, right? Like Mick Jagger kind of did early in their career, and then maybe less after. It was. I mean, this probably depends on where they're trying to sell records. You got to come to these shores if you want to hit it big, right? I could hear it in. I could hear it in uh, in the Rolling Stones when they said, "I can't get no satisfaction, Governor." I was like, "I hear it. there's something there. There's something there." Um. You might be confusing that with our pick the Sid Vicious game. Remember our, our what Sid, big Sid Vicious <laughs> Who can game? remember? I play that all the time with my kids. And I have to explain quite a bit of who is Sid Vicious and who is big Sid Vicious big or Sid whatever Vicious. the joke was. Who's a big Sid Vicious fan? Because remember the other Sid Vicious was British, I think. Or you had to give a British accent at least. Right. I think the Rolling Stones too when, I, when they said start me up to high tea. I was like, I hear something there. Uh, listen, guys, no more messing around, okay? Uh, this is a, amazing. I got to say, today's amazing. Today, we have an intro song that was sent in by somebody not on the podcast. What? What? Okay. No, uh, for real? Not, not, no, not really. But just come on, relax. <laughs> I, mean, I was okay? excited. But it's just, well, listen. Can, hold on, hold on. Do you, guys, do you guys really think Rob would let somebody else no. do the intro song? <laughs> no Matt, Matt and I have each done like one, and I think Rob deleted those off the website. I did do the cake fart one. Yeah, we've got, we've got <laughs> Matt, I did Matt, the, wrote, Matt wrote that one and I recorded it. I did the money one on Pink Floyd and I think Rob that was, oh, yeah. that. We should play that again. We have to play that the best of again. Don't, that don't, was don't, phenomenal. Don't poke Rob in the stomach like this isn't I, right. Don't do I got to say, I got to say to you guys, this is one though where I almost called somebody to get a quote to put on the song and I was like, mm, Russell be too bad if I do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I got the number. Somebody. I can call yeah, if I wanted to. Anyway. All right, listen, let's just turn on the radio. Maybe it's a song by a third party, or maybe it's just Rob pretending like it's a third party, okay. which is going to give Russell conflicting emotions. <laughs> Jack, enough thinking about me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob. We got a song today sent in by Russell's date. Oh, no. When people split desserts, they each get a part. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a brownie or retard. I thought it was common sense when Russ took me out to dine. I picked something good to eat. I was happy it was mine. We couldn't finish the dessert because we also got a shake. Well, I will just finish it after I awake. Russell, he ate it all when I was asleep. And then when I got mad at him, well, he made fun of me. I said to Russ that there no more us. And I'm thinking I should kick him in the balls. Russell eating my cake for breakfast. I can't believe that. Russell ate it all. Yes. Russell ate it all. Yes. <laughs> That's a fun little twist on that song. I'll tell you right now, this was a really hard, better. This is a really hard parody song to do because there's so many songs that could apply to Russell eating the dessert. Like what? 
rolling in the deep, obviously, Russell is a creep. No problem. Plus, there's a part where you could have had it all. I was like, well, I got to do that song. Yeah. Rumor has it. Yep, I could have done it about that. Turning yep. tables. You know it. Don't you remember? Absolutely. <laughs> Set fire to the rain. No. He won't go. No. The seventh song on this album is literally called Take It All. But it's not as popular, so I was like, well, I can't do that, but that would have been perfect. I'll be waiting. Yep, that's it. One and only. Yep, I could do it to that. Uh, obviously not love song, but uh, someone like no. you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All Rob, words. I told you, I told you we don't use that word on the podcast. Uh, song. Uh, all right. So here I have four guys here uh, who is perfect for today because this album is getting released or this episode is getting released on 4-4, okay, April 4th, which is also National Foreskin Day. Okay. A lot of people are celebrating. 4-4? Four, four? Okay. I know at least one-fourth of us are celebrating for sure. Uh, and I'm asking everybody show their support on 4-4 Day by wearing a hood. <laughs> and have all your friends in high school make fun of you. So it actually affects you for quite a long time. Kind of messes you up. Uh, but only to stick your head out of your hood for important things and then once during math class. Uh, I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> uh Good, Rob. You know, recording this podcast, sometimes it's laughs and love, but most of the time recording so late at night, it just hurts. <laughs> I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, we could have had it all singing with super low bass voices in the deep, but instead Rob had his meat inside his hands and he played it to the beat. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to delete this, but let me tell you the alternate joke I had is that today's 4-4, which is Aaron's favorite time signature and okay. his other favorite Measure? Oh, it didn't even work. I couldn't think of a funny signature. What would be a funny signature to put in that joke of Aaron's second favorite signature? Six four, five eight. No, like a, a fucking <laughs> signature. Like John Hancock is the only one I can think of. I couldn't think of a funny oh, signature. Like a signature. Yeah, like his wife on a prenup or something. I don't know. There's something there. I couldn't find it. Uh, but I've got Aaron. Now, Aaron, listen to this. I know, Aaron, that you love studying ancient history. It's one of your favorite things. And Aaron was telling me earlier that Cleopatra... Cleopatra, a lot of people don't realize this. Cleopatra, you know, we always think of her as being this astounding beauty. But you got to remember, she lived when there were still woolly mammoths walking the earth, right? So woolly, Cleopatra is actually not beautiful to everyone, but that's how Julius Caesar. Aaron in California, how are you doing? Oof, Just because I said it, don't mean I meant it. Let's talk about Adeo 21. Adeo. Aaron, you cannot do this the whole time. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I bet you can't do it either, Aaron. Adeo. No, please stop, please. Uh, uh, yeah, Aaron, and that's actually a lot of things I say. I, once again, I've had to explain to a number of people. I am a character on this podcast. Please don't forget that. I am a, I am not like this. I've been listening to old episodes, and some of the things I say, I'm just disgusted by. Yet, I love the character of Rob. So, you something about back. definitely not going to cut that part. That was really good, Rob. Way to keep the momentum going from our funny, funny intro. Now, let's get hey, right. Could we do more time signature jokes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, I was going to make the album title. You guys know what album title joke I was going to make about this. What's you know, that? the album's 21. Her first one was 19. I was going to say in a little, you know, in about, you know, I don't know, about 40 years, you know, the album title's going to be. What's that going to be? Well, it's going to be Meal for Two with a Hairy View. It's 69. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to save that joke for later. So get ready for oh, that joke. If it's released on Valentine's Day, then it's a special. All right. Let's get into our voicemail. <laughs> John Lennon. Now we actually have two Becks from the Becks line. Okay. We have two today. I've, I got a, this is double trouble for you. First, right. 
First text line is from Butthead. Hashtag Ross. <laughs> Hashtag Ross. What that fucking bullshit, That's man? It. That you know all. what that is from? <laughs> yes, I know what it's from. Somebody liked your rolling. Somebody liked your rolling going better than Aaron's. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think a few weeks ago you we we all decided we all had bad rolling goings. And then at the end, you said, whoever's got the best one, let's hear a hashtag. And it turns out that I might have had the best rolling going. And somebody texted you about texting the Bex line, hashtag Russ, because they knew that Rob was going to bury that. Yeah, you were going to play it. <laughs> and there it is. Nobody else knows how to access it to get into the Google voice. So I'm the only one who knows everything. Now. You know what that, you know what that, that rolling going that one was? It no was way. the one where I essentially said, I don't read texts anymore. I don't read emails. Right. I don't follow anything. Right. That's what people like. Obviously, we've got some pranksters out there. Okay. Joking around. Please. This is a serious. The next line is for serious things. Uh, let's to, listen to, to our just next. Just to clarify though, Rob, text. I don't know if I should be too proud. I'm pretty sure the guy who texted you this is the same guy who was just sending you pictures of his feet for yeah. about the first hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally our biggest fan. Yes. Pathetic. And, uh, and Aaron listen, was his biggest fan, right? Well, I am going to put an image on the screen while we play this voicemail. He okay. does. Was peeping in Aaron's kitchen window last night. Found his menace for the week posted on his fridge. Can't wait to hear his update how he prepares and eats the other 29 on this list. Well, it turns out menace is how <laughs> Adele cash. says menus. So <laughs> this guy saw Aaron's menus and he sent me a picture of the top 30 weeds uh, and how to ID them. So oh, thank you so man. much for sending us a picture, taking the time for finding a picture of weeds. Aaron, have you been eating dandelions lately? I have not because I'm actually the only one in my house who likes dandelion greens. So I have not, <laughs> I've not been eating them, but I have been. So I learned this. I've, uh, I, I got a new walk cookbook and I've learned that blanching vegetables. Definitely. I've been doing this for a while. Great way to go. You don't mm -hmm. have to shock them in an ice bath. You guys know that? You don't have to shock them in an ice bath. You can just mm -hmm. spread them out on a baking sheet, let them dry that way, and then they're ready for the walk. So that's mm -hmm. a tip. I've not tried it with dandelion greens yet, though. Mostly just kale and broccoli. I misunderstood the directions, and the Golden Girls hated it when I pushed them into that <laughs> cold lake. I was shocking them with ice when I was blanching them. <laughs> and Rose. <laughs> Rob, you were shocking Blanche. Now, let me just remember, let me remind you that this was not my, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. The fact that every guy knows what the shocker is shows people how terrible guys are. Rob, you know you're the main host. What Are you eating marshmallows or what are you eating right this now? This content was not my idea. This was sent in by a listener. Okay, can I be honest? Into talking about greens. Can I be honest with you guys? Yeah. Lately, when I have been engaging in activities yeah. that involve a special area of my body that I tend to talk about a lot. I have been getting insane hamstring cramps every time. Just mind bending. It, you literally, it's like skydiving. It's like jumping off Mount Everest. It's the highest of highs to the absolute lowest of lows to the point where I have to get up and go in the shower and like run hot water over my hamstrings. I'm so cramped up. So I am trying to increase my potassium levels. Okay. By eating instead of like not, instead of not doing that. No, I'm eating bananas. So instead of like we just don't be so tense. Cripes. Relax. What? Loosen Relax. that grip a little bit, huh? Cripes. Why down? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the problem is the only way to do it now is I'm hanging off a chin-up bar upside down like Batman. <laughs> Guys, things are getting weird. I mean, this is me at 42. What happens when I'm 60? I can't even imagine. You guys should see my setup when I'm doing this. It's a hole. 
it takes like a, it's like a 15 minute thing now where I'm like, okay, plug this in, get this going, set up this, turn on the sound machine. Anyway, uh, anything else to say hey, Rob, about Rob, I was actually thinking about you today. Whoa. I, I was, nice. I was, I went and got some lunch and I was you going get back to work cramp? and it oh. was, I was in the parking lot that had a, an emergency vet in it. And there were people oh. that were walking their animals out of the vet clinic. And I started to wonder, Rob took his dog to the clinic. Mm -hmm. Do animals understand that they're at a vet? Why do they think they're there? When they leave, do they think they're ever going to go back? What does a dog or an animal think when they go to the vet? My dog, every time we've been to the vet, has been in either serious pain or knocked up on pills for his back. Because, of course, my dog has a bad back. Okay, which is very cool. It's a very cool thing to have a <laughs> tiny dog. Who, by the way, weighs about 50 pounds somehow that I have to carry around when he has a bad back. But my dog does know, as he's doing Thursday, when he's going to the groomer. And as soon as we start walking toward the groomer, like as soon as we're like, I'll say a block away, he starts just pulling on the leash. He's like, uh-uh, no way, can't do it. He he knows. He knows exactly where these, there's places he doesn't like to be and he knows it. It's like when I take him in Dwayne Reed at night, when I'm walking him and I just go into Dwayne Reed and I bring him in. He doesn't care for it in there either. He does not. <laughs> oh. He's like, what's, why is this guy buying so many Cadbury eggs? It's 930 uh, at night. It is Cadbury egg season, isn't it? Even Easter Sundays. Oh, is it? Right hmm. <laughs> even dogs get embarrassed when they spend that much time in the intimacy aisle at the Dwayne Reed, right? I went to the Dwayne Reed twice today in the span of a half hour. Humiliated. How many Cadbury eggs did you consume today? Just one. <laughs> no response. Just what? one. Just but one? I will say this. I was just in London this weekend. You thought about that for a little London. bit. I was just in London. Well, because I feel bad because I didn't text my Cadbury egg buddy. I forgot about that. But when I was in London, guess what's different over there? Freaking Cadbury eggs. They're better. They're different and better. So I bought a bunch and I brought them back. They were like, did you bring back any like vegetables or poultry? And I was like, mm, just some eggs. <laughs> and then I was taken into a room and severely investigated until I had a hamstring cramp. But it turns out it was chocolate <laughs> eggs. They didn't think that was a funny joke. What's different about them? How, how are they better? Is it different? They're just different? creamier. The chocolate's way Ooh. better because it's actually Cadbury. I think it's like they're good British chocolate because they're not putting up with this. I'm telling you now, Cadbury eggs. So first of all, I, I haven't gone off my Cadbury egg jag this year. <laughs> Cadbury <laughs> eggs. You know, somebody, did you read the article that somebody stole a truck of Cadbury eggs? Uh, did no. you see that? Somebody in Britain stole a truck of like 70,000 Cadbury eggs. Two people independently texted that to me. I was like, I was like, does this mean I have a problem when two separate people know I'm addicted to Cadbury eggs? Um, and they're so much better in the, in the U S now they are smaller this year. They have gone the way of like the thin mint. They are smaller. It's sad. When I got to, when I was in London and I got some big, thick, creamy, like nice and like more liquidy insides. Oh, it's so good. I love, love Cadbury eggs. How do you guys eat a Cadbury egg? Do you put it in your mouth all at once and squish it? Like it's a little, mm. like it's a bug or do you just eat some of it and scoop it out? Like it's all a different bug. I do not eat them at all. I'm kind of with Matt. I don't eat them, but yeah. if I were to eat them, I would go with the put part of the egg in there and then like shove the rest in with a poke. Like it's <laughs> it's all going in in one bite, like a poke into the into the mouth. I like the three bites. I like to do the like bite it in half and then bite the next one in, in half again and then just finish it. I do the um I do the what do you mean the next one? What are you talking about? Oh, the next the piece? Half, the other half. Yeah. I sorry. do see what I'll do is I'll bite the small half off. And then I'll oh, give it a little of this action. Yeah. It's like you're one of those dinosaurs that ate other dinosaur eggs. Yeah, that's what I'm pretending. No, I'm spelling out the alphabet while I'm eating the Cadbury egg, Aaron. 
getting rave reviews on that. Uh, yes, yeah, or or maybe not. Uh, but it is uh, it's uh, it's delicious. God, I love Cadbury eggs so much. So, Aaron, that's our voicemail about weeds. Weeds. Thank you, thank you for contributing to yeah. our callers. Let's get into rolling going. Twenty three minutes in. If there wasn't marijuana in that list, what everybody's up to. I didn't see it. It's time for rolling. I've never tried to cook with that. Leave that to the professionals. I hear they make good cookies. Does anybody have a good rolling going? (laughs) Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? It's going good. I've had some adventures in uh, streaming this week. So first of all. Oh I'm super stoked for the Apple Classical. I, and the, Apple doesn't need me shouting them out. Apple's fine. But the Apple Classical app is really good. So it's way better at, you can the the, the you can search by artists now or stop. composer. Just, just stop for a second, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you talking about? What is Apple Classical? You need to explain this before you yeah. say it's good. Apple Music has a new app that's specifically for classical music. Classical music on the other streaming apps is really hard to use because you, if you want to listen to a particular uh, conductor or singer or pianist or, comp- or um, you know, artists, it's hard to find them. Yes, Rob? Uh, you know, the normal Apple Music app has a back button, but the classical app has a Bach button. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wish there was less art, less art on here. Mm, too bad. There's Mozart. Mozart. And... Track names are so long in classical music because it'll be like Opus 4, number 5, et cetera, et cetera, that on the other streaming services, it was really hard to read the track names, but Apple fixed that. It's way better. It's much more searchable, so I'm very excited about that. On the flip side, this album that we're listening to tonight by Adeo really makes me want to listen to a few different artists, Irma Thomas, The Heartless Bastards, and Garth Brooks. So I yes. went to pull up some Garth Brooks tonight. He's not on Apple Music, nor is he on Spotify. Apparently, he's on Amazon Music, which I think I have, but I didn't have it set up to play. So now I'm hurting because I wanted to hear some Garth Brooks today, and it didn't work out. So I had a, you know, both sides of the coin with the streaming services. You want to know the most underrated Garth Brooks song? Yeah. What? I think it's Beer Run with George Jones. Can we pull it up? Yeah. Super glow bass voice. Oh, yep. Okay, going to 30 seconds. Just like a deal. Now you gotta let George come with this verse here. Fair use. Jesus, sounds great. You know what, Russell? I was gonna make a joke about this, that there's a comment from pile of shit too that said this is my favorite song and a bunch of comments saying what are you talking about but I gotta say this is such a good song it's kind of catchy it is so good well I can tell you as somebody who writes songs as a profession kind of it is great to have a word like run at the end because there's a lot that can rhyme with that and beer man you're set Thank you, Rob, for scratching my Garth Brooks itch so uh, you know what goes great with beer though is hot dogs can I tell you guys about a hot dog I ate recently Sure. Yeah, please. And this, the I get the the ingredient list in this hot dog. You got to get ready. So I was at the snail right. bar picking up my wine for the wine club, and I was I went to get the ham and cheese. I was like, I'm here for the ham and cheese, and they were like, We always have the ham and cheese. You you really should go for the hot dog tonight. So I said, Okay, fine, I'll go for the hot dog. I'm reading about what? this hot dog. This fucking hot dog. Aaron's getting bullied at the counter. The hot, the hot dog, dog has a shit. Okay, a cream co meats all beef dog. 
Quail eggs. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. <laughs> wait, no, I've always said no. Like, I, I love having a penis. I've always said, like, you know what? It said Rosie L, and like... I thought it was your left field take. <laughs> Turns out it was the one where you love your penis. I suck oh. at this. Go ahead. Quail eggs? Yes. Multiple? Salt and vinegar chips with nori on them. Special sauce. What? And a bun where they only toasted the outside like a lobster roll, so the outside was crispy nice. and buttery and the inside was soft and squishy. Shout out to Snail Bar for their great Columbia hot dogs. Snail Bar. Fantastic, man. Yep. I got to say, Aaron, you've come so far that you didn't start with the bun. Like when you <laughs> scrape your hamburger the one time. <laughs> Very proud of you. So I've been waiting to shout that one out. Thanks, Rob, for playing. God, I, you That's know what? It. I love, I was, I was at school the other day. They, they had hot dogs for lunch. And I was like, I was in line with a bunch of kids. I go, yeah, buddy, hot dogs. And the kids looked at me and I was like, they're the perfect shape to eat. They go right down your throat. You can just fit them right in there. Hey, you Rob, can- when you get that final bite, you can do the push, the poke with the fingers, right? Just push uh, it. Poke the rest of it right in just there. Just poke it in there. It's the Cadbury egg of meat. You know, another, you know, another food that works well for the poke is a What's cupcake. That? Can you imagine just poking poking the cupcake in there? <laughs> yeah, right down what right down the chute. Too soon, Rosie. Like a, too carrot, soon. a carrot cake. Okay. <laughs> a piece of carrot cake. Shit, yeah. I forgot. I have one other food take. Rob mentioned woolly. I'm sorry, I'm taking it off the rails. Rob mentioned woolly mammoths earlier. Mm-hmm. I read an article that scientists created a tiny meatball with woolly mammoth DNA, but they were afraid to eat it. Would you guys eat? A woolly mammoth meatball. Absolutely. Yes. Not. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I would, I would try eat it, right? I would eat it with my ivory utensils I have. <laughs> uh, no, these are uh, mammoth ivory. Hmm. Yes, mammoth ivory. What's this ashtray made from a gorilla's hand? Mm, that's an ancient gorilla's hand. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that is truly all for me. Matt, how's it really going with you? Uh, good. I got uh, just a bit of a list today. Some quick hitters. You know, it would be um, a real bummer, though, if you bought mammoth meatballs and they were small. You'd be like, wait a minute. Mammoth meatballs and they're, mammoth and they're small. <laughs> it's like a guy named Tiny. You know what I yeah. mean? You would have expected these mammoth mammoth balls to hang down to their boots, right? You would think they're the biggest and hairiest meatballs that you could find. I bet, guys. Okay, I'm going to look up elephant balls right now and see how big they are. God. Let's look. <laughs> yup. Wow. They're oh, big. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this guy. <laughs> is this still your work computer, by the way? Like, is, somebody oh. is, is this your dad's computer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the links are purple for elephant yeah. balls. That's why the first bookmark is on uh, disco balls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this Shopping podcast. I've never the quit this page. <laughs> all right, Matt, come on. We don't have all day. Video page. Uh, oh. Quick hitters. First, uh, see if I can keep this up. But uh, Rosie, thank nice. you for telling me that Lana Del Rey came out with a new album last week yeah, called Did stuff. You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? And I had Rob pull up just one quick clip. Uh, this is about an eight-minute song called A&W, and you can hit play, Rob. And I was listening to this, and I kept texting Rosie, because this thing just got more and more gangster as it went along. Yeah, and it track. makes me just, it solidifies that Lana Del Rey is a American treasure. 
You know, if we can hear some of this, it's going to kick in. I mean, there's like 16 songs in this album, and it is phenomenal. And again, we will listen to Norman fucking Rockwell that came out in 2019. That's, I think it's like 321 or something on the list. Absolutely rolling bone. It should be a lot higher, You know who this so. sounds like a lot to me? You, you think she's listening to Billie Eilish at all? I mean, that sounds... No, the, the heavy no, bass? No. <laughs> I think Billie Eilish is listening to... I'm not lying. I think we've had this take before. Like, she's got nine albums now. And I think we've talked about this before. She's got nine albums. She came out in 2010. Yeah. She was doing not quite Billie Eilish, you know, because Billie Eilish, she's a whole different level. But, like, she's had this bass and kind of this... It's not street, but it's it's, it's very down and dirty kind of a of a beat behind mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. actual songs for a long time. They're kind of like so, trap beats, yeah. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's similar, but it's it's definitely not like pulling off of uh, Billie Eilish by any means if you listen to all her albums. And I have, because she's an American treasure. So thank you, Rosie. Love it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. We had a good a good back and forth with that last week. Um, I took a plane ride, and this is just a quick one. I think I've, I'm right, continuing my... So we've had, we've had, uh, dog shitting right next to me. Yep. We've had <laughs> B.O. guy. We've had feet guy. I forgot who's got his dog shit on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Twice. <laughs> I had the back of the plane. And now, so I, I got in my twice. seat. Uh, I was in the back of the plane on the way out to Atlanta a couple days ago and got the back of the plane and it just smelled like puke. Like somebody had puked and I was like one of the first ones on because I've got my sky priority, you know, and I'm sitting down and it's like not bad enough to like complain, but like the two on two hours on the ride down to Atlanta. So I'm, I can bing. I think I hit bingo now with, uh, bad smells on a plane. You've got it coming. I mean, you're going to smell like earwax really strong one day and you're gonna be like, that's it. I hit every hole in the body. Every every hole in the body is covered. All right. I need to ask Russell. This is, this is my final note for the, for the week. So Sarah and I, we went to book club. We had a quick date night. Fantastic. Went to book club, had our dinner, had my two apps. Had no my kids with you. No kids. No kids. My mom and dad took the boys out to uh, sports page for dinner. Got nice. some ducks from the, you know, the little claw machine. So it was it was nice. nice of them. Rob, that's in Rob, that's in Bloomington. It's off like eighty something Lindale. If in case you uh, wanted 90, to make sure you had the 80, right address, ninety <laughs> fourth. I don't get down to that way very often. Excuse me, Nana, Nana, Papa lets us play the claw machine when we're here. Can we play the claw machine, please? <laughs> please, Nana, please. So we had a we had a quick we had another half we had just we had a little bit of time left. So we decided nice. to go across the street to Red Wagon and just sit at the bar yes. and have a have a quick drink. Did you think about making out in a car? And no, did you think did about me when you thought about that? Did not. <laughs> okay. It's not tough. one bit. Yeah. We'll it's we'll tough. think about it next time. So think about yeah. it. They, they've got it? They've got like 30 beers, right? And you can see, and it's very nice because they, they kind of show the color of the beers up there, but they also have a couple just house drinks. But we're sitting at the bar and you can see behind the bar, like where they've got like the coolers in the back. Yeah. And I'm looking and all of a sudden they've got some pre-mixed drinks back there. One of them says old fashioned, uh. one of it says like peach, you know, whatever this. So I'm like, wait a minute. These guys don't make an old fashioned. They just have a jug of you know, pre-mixed old fashioned, probably Ugh. with the booze and everything sitting back there. Ugh. And that's what they're serving you. Ugh. So 
Russell, <laughs> is this allowed? I I think that's pretty poor form. It depends on what type of restaurant or bar you are, but I think for the most part, if you're pouring something out of a pre-mixed jug, I think that's a bad sign. And I'll even say this. I was at a nicer bar a few nights ago, and I think I ordered an old-fashioned, and it came out within like eight seconds. Like, they yeah. literally had something pre-made. And I'm not saying they didn't make it themselves, and but like... I want to see the process in front of me. If you order a cocktail, you want to see the process. It should not be coming out of a pre-mixed container. Right? So, so to be, you know, to be fair, it was like a, you know, like a pitcher. It wasn't like a store bought, like doesn't thing. matter. They had, doesn't they had to have mixed though, right? it, but I'm like, I don't know. This, this is a new level. So since you're the, kind you of the resident say, like, bartender, I thought I better tap ask or you something. Yeah. I mean, they should at least tell you what it is before you I, order it. I, I, I have, and this, a lot of people might not agree with me. I think they should be arrested and executed almost immediately. Unless, <laughs> are you still paying like normal prices for that old yeah, fashioned? Yeah, it was like, you know, then 12 bucks. For then it. it's horseshit. Can shit. I tell I mean, you guys a quick, funny food story? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching this show. You guys know I love my show, Top Chef. The other yeah. day they were doing a, 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 it was a couple weeks ago. They were doing I'll a compared to my favorite chef's knife because I use it every day. <laughs> they were doing a fried chicken challenge, and all of a sudden I was like, Ooh. "Oh, I haven't had fried chicken in forever." So the next day, I do the move that we've talked about. What is the most embarrassing fast food restaurant you could ever go oh, get me no. see someone in? Now, did KFC? you eat? Did you eat in KFC? <laughs> so I so so I go to I go to Popeyes. There it used to be a KFC. Now it's a Popeyes. Oh, that's great. And but, Rob, but I, Rob, hold on. This this is on 66th Street, like right at the railroad tracks between Lindale and Nicollet. There used to be a Rainbow Foods yeah, there. That's you know gone. what? Used to be a that Rainbow's been, been closed gone. for a while, though. I'm going to yeah, have to get. Know, so. Okay. Sorry. You guys keep going. <laughs> so so I, 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 when I go to, if I probably go to like a Popeyes or a KFC maybe once every couple of years, right? It's not like an often, often thing, but I was like, I'm going to do it. But I'm not going through a drive through there. I got to go in and oh. buy from there. I'm not sitting in a drive through waiting for fried chicken. It's too weird for me. So I go in. No, I order like the, the what four if you piece. Saw somebody, Russell, what if you saw somebody you know and they drove <laughs> by and they saw you? And you would just, I mean, it would, not story. Be, it would not be outrageous <laughs> to just go and like put your head under your tire. You'd have to order a six piece. So you have enough to share. Then you'd oh, Can you like, imagine if they said, excuse pieces. me, oh, I, I'll take a here. bowl, please. I'll take a bowl. Oh, to go? No, no, for here. And they'd be like, oh, what? Excuse me? Are you serious? You're going to eat it here? <laughs> Sir, here's, so, a, here's I, a hotline number. Please call it. I think part of the risk of seeing some, someone in there is like part of the turnout of walking in. It's oh, like, whoa, sicko. This is really getting risky doing this, right? Oh, it's like jacking off on the beach. And so I go in and I order like the, the, the bucket, like the small bucket, whatever it is, like six or eight or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and they go, it's going to be 10 minutes. And I was like, what? I'm like, how can fried chicken at a, at a chicken shack take 10 minutes? And I was so disgusted by it. I said, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. And I walked out. Oh, what? I walked out of the Popeye's because I was like, I think it's ridiculous to go into a fast food restaurant. And if their main product is a 10 minute wait, fuck, what kind of fuckery is this? I'm out of there. And I walked out. <laughs> so you still haven't had fried chicken? No. Nashville hot chicken's kind of the new thing, right? And yep. usually it's fried. It's phenomenal. And I, I had a great one somewhere recently, Russell. And I'll have to figure out and let you know. Is it Hattie, exactly. Hattie B's or whatever in Nashville? Uh, I have been there, but it was in Minneapolis. Somebody somebody had it like on their on their menu. And I have to figure out where it's at. So I'll let you know. But I tend to order now. You know, I tend to order if somebody has like 
Nashville fried chicken because it's usually hot, right? Something yep. like that. Um, I've tended to order that more recently just because it's so good. It but, is good. So I went in and immediately when I walked in, I thought of our previous conversation. I was like, oh my God, what if I see someone here? And I didn't, <laughs> but then well, I couldn't risk standing in there for like 12 minutes. Cause if they say it's 10 minutes, it's probably 15, right? You know what I do in New York, you know what I can get in New York delivered to me. And I've done this a couple of times is Korean fried chicken. There you go. When the GIs went over to liberate Korea, they uh, some of them stuck around and showed everybody how to fry chicken, and then now they double fry it. Russell, look up right now. Go to Uber Eats or whatever. Look up Korean fried chicken. Order it. You will not be disappointed. Okay? Or maybe you will. I don't know. Um, And by the way, can I do an edit for that part about jacking off on the beach? I'm going to put this (laughs) in later. When were you talking about that? (laughs) Making love to my wife on the beach. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna do some little splicing. You guys will. You guys will. The audience will never know because they're dumb as hell. So Russell, your your rolling going was how you went to KFC and then bailed and walked out. What did you do no, after you walked Matt's out? That was Matt's rolling no, going. That was an addendum to Matt's rolling going. Yeah, that was an addendum. Allegedly, World Street Kitchen. You ever been to World Street Kitchen, Russell? It's on about 26th, 25th in Lindale. We've gone there a couple times. Maps, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Um, they they allegedly have some Korean fried chicken there, so that would be the spot to go. Is World Street Kitchen Ooh, in Minneapolis? So 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 so, so good. So you know. Maybe you guys yeah. should move to New York. It's really cool and not expensive. So that's my role. Oh God, Rob, I totally forgot that I had a date with your wife like a week. Oh, ago. yeah. What, what oh. was that about? I saw photos. I forgot. I got to save it. I mean, so here's what I figured out. <laughs> here's the quickest story. I figured out. Hold on. Rob, take your earphones off real quick. Take okay. your earphones. That's what I call my penis. Yeah. Oh, I actually, I actually did there. Oh my God. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I figured out that Rob's got a really small penis and I'll tell him why in the story here. Okay. Oh, All, right. All right. Rob, come on back. Come on back. So there was this Asian comics. We went to, uh, we're going to go along and I'm sorry guys, but this is a pretty good story. Hey, just like me with Tom Brady. Yeah. We went to new joke night, which is Mondays at the, what is it? The comedy cellar, Rob? Is that what the, yep. you know, and it was phenomenal. And so my buddy, Tom and I, we got we got to rewind. So were you in New York? Yeah. <laughs> I was in New York for work. Okay. okay? So I had to go. And Rob I was actually in New there. Jersey, stayed in Hoboken. I'm and then, busy. Yeah. So then Rob wasn't there. Okay. Um, but Jenny was, and so, you know, ah. everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. Yep. Just like Rob says. Yeah. So Jenny, it, Rob had made a reservation to go to this new joke night. I had made a this reservation. This was not the three way Rob was hoping for it. His house no. was it. Oh, <laughs> I would, Aaron, Matt, can I just say this? <laughs> I would be honored if you and I had a three way with my wife. No, no, you weren't there, Rob. You well, weren't yeah, there I would be Matt and his buddy. Yeah, but I set up cameras. You know, that's my <laughs> oh, job in the three way. <laughs> yeah. I mostly edit. And then that's my job you know, in the Your lifting club. coach and his wife was there too. Something <laughs> like that. So <laughs> it got crazy, man. It got a lot crazy. of socks. A lot of socks. Yeah. So <laughs> new joke night. These people are trying things out, right? It was awesome. It was hilarious. Everybody was super funny, but this uh, Asian comics up there and she's doing this thing and she's talking about uh, the size of guys penises and how it doesn't really matter. Right. And so will, will, yeah, will, will. He was will great Manker. patient guy, but you know, so he's asked like, well, you know, he's asking this 
And so the, the comic asks like to the crowd, like, well, you know, like women, does, does the size of a guy's penis really matter when you're having sex? And right away, Jenny yells, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, like, oh, well. <laughs> Carry the we two, subtract the one, A plus B equals C, you know, Rob has a small penis. So that's what I got out of that. So then kind of the cool thing about it was that uh, Michael, Sh- is it Michael Shea or Michael Che, the guy from Saturday Night Live? Michael Che. Michael Che Adele. showed up at the end of the night and kind of did a little thing and he brought a couple of people with him and did a song and stuff like that. So it's kind of like why you go to those, uh, you know, like the comedy cellar on like a Monday, just hoping that some of these really famous people show up and you see them. So absolutely 100% recommend going to anything Rob recommends from a, a comedy standpoint in New York. Cause it was awesome. So thanks for the recommendation and thanks for not being there. So I could hang out with your wife. <laughs> yeah. I kind of forgotten that was going down. And then I got it. I was like texting Jenny. I was like, why isn't she texting me back? And then I get a text from Matt to the group where it's just Matt and my wife. And I was like, what the, Oh yeah, that's right. They're going on a date tonight, but I'll tell you what, Matt, I wonder where that other friend was. I had to turn my phone over. Cause it was upside. They, they were hanging upside down. when they said, oh, yeah. <laughs> So confused. It took a while to get there. <laughs> what the hell? They're hanging upside down like Batman. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. There's a joke there. Not Robin. Not oh, Robin. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> Rob gone. So that's my rolling going. Russell rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. First, things are going well, but I do have to issue a Beck did it better apology. I believe I made oh. a mistake last oh, week. Oh, okay. Apology. I actually made Beck two mistakes, but one I, I think better. I'd like to take this chance to apologize. Wow. I'm excited for this. Absolutely nobody. Beck does it better. Real moment, guys. What the fuck he wants? Oh, yeah. First, and Aaron Russell, can correct- I just say? Yeah, go ahead. I forgive you. For whatever you did to me, that's bad. So the first one I need to apologize is I need to apologize to Aaron because I have definitely conflated times where we've stayed up all night. When Aaron and I were in friendship level oh. and good life, this was this was junior year of college, I believe, not freshman year. And rounders yeah. definitely came out freshman year. So oh, one, wow. I am conflating times where we stayed up all night. There was a different time. I apologize. Apology accepted, Russell. Second, I also made a mistake. Remember last week when I was talking about the nerdy girl who was on my interim trip and she was the one that re- that memorized everyone's mail. So she knew when Sports Illustrated for me came. She knew when Victoria's Secret came for Dr. Roberto. Yes. <laughs> she, she knew when all that stuff. Remember, I said that lady was on my trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tonight I went through my was going through my Greece trip photos because I was trying to find a few pictures to send you guys of us wearing the Spartan helmets. And I looked at the group photo. Definitely not the same lady oh, that works no. at the New York Times. So I oh, have no. confused kind, nerdy St. Olaf women. There were definitely two different women. So if the, two most, su- at if, the, yes, if the most successful person in our class ever does listen to this, I apologize because I definitely you are not the you are not the lady who knew about Dr. Roberto Ward's subscriptions. <laughs> you know what, Russell? I was going to do the spanking of the week, but I can't because you're too that's sweet. Really, you're too sweet. Russell, to point that's out really wonderful when you can recognize you've made a mistake and you can humble yourself and apologize. That's really you've really done some great work. I saw Russell just write it on his planner. Go back to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> He's fixing all the mistakes he made. Stick it. Part of when you go into a KFC, part of the reason you have to go though, there's like. There's kind of like a, just a film of grease, like in a, in a chicken shack, right? Like oh. you don't want to sit anywhere. You don't want to stand anywhere. There's just like a, a feel 
a film, if you will, that you got to get out of there, right? No, if you lean against the wall, you just have to throw Ugh. those clothes away because they are a fire hazard. They will Ugh. ignite almost immediately. <laughs> don't throw them in the dryer. The other fun thing that I did this week, I don't know if you guys are, are, are have been going to movies a lot in the last few years or if you started going again, but I went and saw Creed 3 the other night. Oh. I don't know if you guys have seen the Creed movies or not. Yes, I have. Not, not gotten three yet. It was an enjoyable movie and everything, but it made me start thinking. I had two questions for you. First, who is your favorite? What is your favorite Rocky movie and who's your favorite Rocky villain? Well, I, I have a Drago, you know, I mean, Rocky four. You got it. You're going Rocky four, huh? Yeah. USA Did, beats Russia. Yeah. If I can change, then you can change. Oh, we all yeah. can change. And he's, yeah. and he's the one who says, I must break you. Right. Right. Yeah. That's pretty good. How about Aaron, guys, Aaron and guys. Rob? How about your favorite Rocky I mean, villain? This is, this is recency bias, but my favorite Rocky movie was actually the first Creed. And wasn't James Tony the the villain in that one? I don't remember his name. Well, the real cool villain of that fighter. first one. The real villain of that first one was Cancer. I mean, that's yes. his greatest villain. Yeah. But what about, was Clubber Lang a villain? I feel like Clubber Lang is like a pretty good, pretty good villain. Yeah, Mr. T, is that Mr. Yeah. T? Aaron, why don't you just take every, all the villains and then who am I left with? <laughs> but trick question, my favorite is Rocky. Hulk Hogan. My favorite is Rocky. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you get it hey, Robbie, we can put you on mute if you want. We got this. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys mean Thunder Lips. <laughs> Yes. Thunder lips. Rob, who is your favorite Rocky villain? <laughs> oh, I just had some sushi, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing you don't realize is that when you see that he's Thunder Lips, right? Is that at he's some point Thunder Lips is going to, and I get it. I get why Bubba the Love Sponge did it. If Thunder Lips came to my house, is like, hey, brother. I'm going to bang your wife right now, brother. Can no, you no, no, that's, the, that's not what he did to his best friend's wife. What did he do to her? <laughs> hey, brother, I'm going to come over and deep dick your wife, brother. <laughs> okay. I just need to stop by. Oh, hurry sushi real quick. I'm going to get you to fill up a little bit. Eat like a pig sometimes when I have that sushi. Blah. <laughs> I'm going to deep dick your wife. I'd be like, yeah, actually, Thunderlips, you can. I know you just had a rough time with Rocky. <laughs> threw him out. You threw him out of the ring, and he took his gloves off and came back and beat you. It was supposed to be an exhibition match. Rob, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Now <coughs> <laughs> oh, it's time for <laughs> Beck Did It Better, plain old story time. Oh, yes. oh nice. Right. I realized last week that I, I used to These edit out the coughs. I no longer I like. edit out coughs from Rob. I, I figure that's part of his bit. It's Rob's job. You gotta have somebody who starts counting how many times Rob's says, listen, as well. Listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen. All right. You, now. You, you know there are people that listen to this that when they hear Rob say, listen, think he's about to tell a tall tale that might not be entirely <gasps> entirely true. Oh, I always tell the truth. Okay, guess what? Bernie. Underlips, come over to my place and try to deep dick my wife and you will find that I'm telling you the truth. Okay, I've got lots of bananas. I've got a pull-up bar set up. Feel free. Here's the thing is, I, here's what I don't get, right? I, I We came back, we, we my wife and I were in London this weekend. We came back. Uh, and my kid was like, what's that smell? And we we're like, what are you talking about? We don't smell, you know, but it really was, is that, is there anything worse that somebody says to you no, is what's that smell? And you're not. like, <laughs> is it breath? Clothes? You're checking and you're like, yeah. and we figured out 10 minutes later, you know what the smell was? It just smelled like airplane food. It was just a smell of airplane food. And it was not the food. Like it didn't smell like chicken or gnocchi or whatever I had. Yeah. But I had the chicken and gnocchi. 
It was the smell of the cooking of the food. That is such a, right now, close your eyes and picture airplane cooking food. That is such a distinct smell. And here's what I don't get. And I may or may not be working this out for a bit for my stand-up. Who, who needs hot food on a plane? Who, who, who was eating food on a plane? Is like, hey, you know what I wish this was? Really hot. I wish this was really, I wish somebody would heat up this food. I eat cold food all the time. I bet I eat more hot food on a plane than I have in an airport. Like in an airport, I'm happy to just get a cold sandwich. I'll eat it. I'll eat chips. At no point am I like, God, I wish this was really hot in a small space right in front of me. I mean, maximum <laughs> getting stain time. Who said we should really heat up the food on the airplane? It's a disaster. Just give me a cold sandwich. I'm totally happy. You bring up a good point. I think it's probably an artifact of when airlines were competing on extras rather than price. But now the fares are regulated, so they don't do that anymore. Has anybody gotten a meal on a plane and been like, wow, that was good, right? Like, if, if you're like, wow, that wasn't bad, that's the highest compliment you can possibly give airline food. Best uh, meal I had was a couple weeks ago. I got bumped up to first class, and all they had left was the charcuterie board. Oh, and we've got Mr. Charcuterie Board with us on, on the Three podcast S's. here. And mm -hmm. it was phenomenal, but it wasn't hot, right? It was, it was, it was just, just a regular good, old just cold charcuterie board, board, you know. So it was great. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Rob. I'm, yes. I'm coming on board with your, with your rant here. In fact, I will say, often cold food is actually better food, certainly on a plane. Like who, like they pull out that food if they're like, oh, I'll take the chicken or the pasta. Now I will say this: <laughs> I have a special power on planes. I always pick the best meal. Always. And <laughs> guess, guess what? My wife finds out every time because she always goes against me on the pick of the meal. And I tell her, I go, I'm, I pick the right meal every time because one meal always is suck shit. Right. right. You, like, you open it up and you're like, fuck. And then you just close it. Cause you're like, I'm not going to eat this. I'll eat the passion fruit ice cream. They gave me sons of bitches. It's not good either. No offense, this would apply to me too, but uh, judging by the size of you and your wife, I think you've picked the right meals for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> You okay, Russell? That's a good joke. I get it. Yeah, you think that's you think it's a Jack Spratt situation where I'm eating all the airline foods? We don't fly that much, Russell. Where it's like, listen, I talked to my nutritionist. He's like, dude, you got to stop flying. You're picking too many delicious, huge meals. Oh, what do you mean? The meal is smaller than my keyboard somehow, which I have like the world's smallest keyboard. Oh yeah, could you give me a meal? Okay, take like a six inch sub and now make it skinnier. Okay, and now fill it with hot stuff that could spill all over. Yeah, that's what the perfect meal. <laughs> and give me some burning plastic wrap over it yeah, too. Yeah, please. Oh, it, right. Oh, great. Oh, are you going to take the burning plastic wrap with you when you leave? No, I should just no. push it to the side and it'll just stay there. And who and who who on a plane had ever wanted like, hey, I want to be more scrunched into a little yeah. chair yeah. with a little tray and then have to be eating with like utensils on it? No one. Yeah. And oh, could you do me a favor? Could you wait approximately 10 hours before you come back and pick this up? What, what are they doing? Come back and pick <laughs> up my shit. The meal was not very big. I ate it in two seconds. It was boiling hot. It's like when they give you the glass of water that's fucking all the way full of ice and they give you like two ounces of water. Why don't they come pick up the fucking cup for Come pick it up. I mean, I hold more trash on an airplane than I do any other time in my life. Are you a, are you a shove the trash into the seat thing in front oh, of, of you course. or not? Of course. Of course. Guess what? And if they don't come pick it up fast enough, it fucking stays in there. You could pick that shit up later. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I said that. I'm a bad person. All right, but it's true. So I don't know why they're cooking meals on the plane. Does not have to be hot. Absolutely makes no sense. They're like, do you want 
Like they'll say, like, do you want the delicious prime rib special or the pasta? And she's like, where well, are I'll you take the flying pasta. that you're getting prime rib specials? Well, that was an exaggeration. But <laughs> literally, though, if you're on a plane right now listening to our rolling going, they just are now coming around and picking up your meals. Like it's, it's it takes that long. Nobody's favorite part of the oh, show. my God. An hour and five minutes. Jesus Christ. We got to get going. Oh, All right. Yeah. Listen. I got yoga at 545, guys. We oh, good for you. Matt took, Matt took so long with his rolling going. Oh, All right. That's my yoga. own fault. That's Take true. Take care of yourselves. I like that. Hey, Rob, next thing you know, he's going to be doing a list of tonight's episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, you know where I saw a list, though? What was that? It was on the Apple Classical app. It's, oh, uh, did right. it. Did it. This was a rock star, man. Yeah. And I'm also going to Schubert later. No. All right. So listen. <laughs> Okay, real quick, Aaron. Which composer sounds the most like jacking off? Hmm. Penderecki? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, this is Adele Lou's second album after uh, 19 that she made, believe it or not, two years earlier. Uh, all of her albums are named after the age she was, which started with the first one. She did not want to do it with the second one. She was like, we want to call the album Rolling in the Deep. But everybody's like, nobody's going to know what that means. Just just stick with the numbers. And now her, her last couple have also stuck with that. This album is more upbeat. She got called kind of like old for the last one. They were like, oh, you're like a 19-year-old Tony Bennett. And she was like, shit. So she's trying to make more like upbeat positive songs uh, and, but still showing kind of this Motown influence that she's very proud of. Uh, however, she went into the studio and she could not, she recorded one song. She couldn't do any others. Okay. Unfortunately, this one song she took home, played it for, as we call him, Mr. 21. It's a mystery who he is. So the fans online call him Mr. 21. He heard the song immediately was furious and they broke up. She came into the al- the uh, studio the next day and recorded banger after banger, rolling in the deep the next day. Like all, all these songs are about this breakup with Mr. 21. And the order of the songs as we listen kind of reflect the range of emotions in a breakup, uh, kind of like anger to kind of a sadness and acceptance by the end. And there, I'll tell you today, this album, the last song, there's a killer twist to the last song. So just get ready for that. Put that in your tickler file. Uh, he, wrote, tickler file. he wrote a lot with uh, Ryan Tedder uh, of, is it Tedder? Did I miswrite that? Is the guy's last name Tedder? That's what it looks like. T-E-D-D-E-R. I got to say, if he gave a talk, I'd be like, well, this one must be better. <laughs> God, I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> There's no Tedist, but um, listen. He worked. She worked with a number of producers, and uh, including Rick Rubin, Tedder, and Uncut. <laughs> right? He's the front man of One Republic. Yeah, huh. yeah. With such classic songs as uh, now. So here's the thing. <laughs> she did. She she kind of did all these demos, and then was supposed to go work with Rick Rubin. She worked with Rick Rubin. Did not like the way the song sounded, and most of the demos are what she ended up using as her final song. We're going to talk about that as we go. Uh, However, what I, what I really want to communicate here, okay, and we don't have a lot of time, so I got to speed this up. This album is a juggernaut, capital J, capital U, capital... It's a juggernaut. It is huge. You, you do not realize how big this album was. 2011, this is, she is the first UK female to have three number one songs on the same album and three songs in the top 10 in the same week of the Billboard. This is the best-selling album of 2011 and 2012. Ooh. 
So oh, wow. it came out in November. It's the best-selling album in two months of the whole year, beating out such hits as, in fourth place, The Carter Four by Lil Wayne. Oh, Born This Way by Lady Gaga. She beat Lady Gaga in two months. And number two, Christmas by Michael Buble, which kind of throws oh, off this whole thing. Um, and in 2012, she's beating Taylor Swift's Red album sales. Ooh, that's no joke. I, I mean, this is wow. a, this album that we're about to listen to, 21, when they redo the list in about five years, and we have to start over, they will bump this way up. This is the best-selling album of the 21st century. There has been no album this century that has sold more than 21. It won Grammy for Album of the Year. Uh, and let's listen to it right now. I, this is Rob, I don't know 21. if you mentioned this. I also read that it was in the top spot for 24 straight weeks, mm-hmm. which was wow. the longest since 1985. That's just insane, isn't it? It's 24 weeks. 24 it's weeks. I mean, number one. It's crazy. In 2000, and it's like, oh, digital music's going to kill everything. Nope. Not if an album is crazy good. And maybe like your wife listens to the album all the time over and over. So you know all the songs really well. And maybe she wanted to be on the podcast tonight. (laughs) She wanted to be on the podcast tonight, which makes me think it would have been a little different. There would have been a couple different changes with this one. Uh, And you know what I said? You know what I said when she said, I want to be on the podcast? Smart, mature Rob. You know what I said? Yeah, of course. Come on. It was a bluff. She didn't even, she went to bed. Sucker. Uh, old Rob would have said, did you even listen to the album? God, do you even listen to the podcast? I hate you. Ah, but not me now. Now, the way I deal with my wife, I just say, oh, sure. <laughs> and I just die inside. All right, let's get into this rolling in the deep. Is this the Proclaimers? There's a fire <laughs> okay, wait, a wait a minute, wait a minute. It sounds like it. Don't the replacements? The the proclaimers. Oh, same deal. When I right. wake up, yeah, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. you. I mean, speaking of speaking of singing with an accent, that's your accent singing right There's there. There's your accent. Yes. No, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the man who <laughs> wakes up next to you. <laughs> so, and oh, I so walk five hundred times. Can you imagine if a girl said walk? I, I would say, though, I think Aaron has done the thing where it's like, I would drive 500 miles to have sex with you. Uh, it wasn't for me. I was a, I was a co a Yeah, let's be clear. Aaron did do a car trip that took, what, eight hours, Aaron? Yes. At no point was he going to have sex with this woman. He was driving yeah. with a guy who was going to have sex. Yes, he was doing the bit we did about the... <laughs> The legal prostitution ranch, except he did an eight-hour shuttle ride. Yeah. Where after the guy got in, Aaron's like, So did you bang her or what? And he was like, No, it was a disaster. Aaron's like, All yeah, right, cool. Let's disaster. head back. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you're Matt, you're a construction guy. The, the beginning of this with all the kind of the plucking at the beginning, and then it builds to the huge crescendo. Fantastic opener, don't you think? It is. You know, like I think I've gotten sick of this song, to be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think yeah. I think it ends way better than it begins for me now. Just, I mean, like if I hadn't heard this, if I hadn't heard this song 9,000 times, I'd be on board with you, Russell. Like absolutely, you know, for, for an album construction, this is a great opener. Right. But I think it ends way better than it even opens. You know what guys, I I might be coming at this from a different perspective. Rob, you said your wife listens to this all the time. Matt, I don't know if you, it's just the radio or it's at home or Aaron. I don't know about if it's played a lot in your house or on the radio or whatever, but I know the songs. I know a lot, like half of these songs are big commercial hits. Even I've heard of them, but like, I haven't listened to this over and over. So this is kind of like a first run through the whole album for me. 
So I, we might be coming at this from a different perspective. No, it was first through the whole album for me too. Like I, so many of the songs, you know, cause this was so massive. Yeah. But uh, I, no, I mean, I, I think Anna's listened to it, but she's listened to 30 more than this one. To I be fair. It's been more recent, but. So here's the deal. <clears throat> this like song, the reason you heard it so much, first of all, is the first single off the album. It was the first, her first number one. It won Grammys for record of the year and song of the year. It spent 65 weeks at number one on the Billboard 100. Yeah. Tying her with Foolish Games by Jewel. I mean, oh, wow. That's a wild trip. When I said, what other song has been up there that long? You definitely wouldn't go Foolish Games. It's like, Foolish it's crazy. Games. And Aaron, uh, Matt, I just want to remind, how many times do you think you've listened to this song? I want to go back to this joke as well. 9,000. When I listen, when I listen to this song, I listen to this song with you. Oh, I just realized this, it's 500. The joke doesn't even make sense. Keep it. Keep it All right. Effort, Rob. Yeah. I, you know what, Aaron? You're a true hero. I am going to keep that joke. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Just like Bruce Willis's kid. Is she? I don't think so. Rumor has it. Wait, is she not his kid? I don't know. Are they related? Yeah. Oh, nailed it. Him and Debbie's, him and Debbie's kid, I think. Oh. You know, one day I saw Demi in Demi uh, more in Las Vegas. And I offered her $1 million to have a night with me. And she said, absolutely not. Get away from me. Where's my security? Which is great because I didn't have a million dollars. I was going to play a little trick on her. The old promise to pay somebody for sex and the non-payer bit. This is better than money. This is an IOU. <laughs> Rob, if you went to Vegas, how much would Don Johnson or whoever, Woody Harrelson, have to pay you for a million dollars with the night with you and your wife? With me and my wife? You were involved with it, too. Will you rent the camera for me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I did bring a chin-up bar, so we are set there. Honestly, though, to sleep with my wife, I don't know. How many red chips? You know, like two stacks of red chips? Like, what do, I, what do you need? The, 10 bucks? the other way. Oh, what, would Jenny, what would Jenny charge if it was uh, a oh. lady from Vegas? Yeah. Your, your, uh, just your customary badminton teacher, middle-aged woman from Vegas looking for a night with, with Rob, the main host. What's she, she charging? She would literally do the IO. She would be like, I owe you money. She's like, please get out of here. <laughs> leave, a, leave, a, yeah. leave a bundle of bananas on the table it for would be, Yeah, it would be so hard there, to right? explain to somebody you're not. That's the thing about being married for so long. The idea of like, yeah, like, listen, would I love to go start a new family in a different state? Of course. Okay. What a great <laughs> idea. Awesome. Oh, what's that? New underwear? Wow, you have more than two bras? Wow, this is amazing. Like, this is what an amazing, loving relationship I'm in. But the idea of having to explain to somebody, yes, okay, when I do a certain thing, I get a terrible hamstring cramp, and I will have to go take a shower, okay? To, like, <laughs> you can't go fun, through that. That's, that's a marriage a thing. Event, is it? No, that's a marriage thing. You can't deal with that anymore. You know what I mean? But maybe that person would clean up the uh, Nespresso pods. Uh, so she completed that. She went into the studio, sang that song in 10 minutes. One take. Nailed it. I mean, that's... Guys, Adele is, and this is going to blow your mind, very talented. Aaron, I would even say, that the, you know what album this reminds me of? It's Aretha Franklin. It's a modern-day Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Don't squint your eyes like that in disbelief, Aaron, of how smart I am. You agree, I, Aaron? Is, what do you think? I, so I said earlier, the, the singer who I think she reminds me of the most is Irma Thomas, but someone like that didn't necessarily have the chance to go into the studio and make an album like this. All so, right. Yeah, I think Raise it's, your I hand think if you know who Irma Thomas is. 
you will remember she was featured on that that spin magazine list that we did of the top singles ever. Number two, it's raining. That's Irma Thomas. She was from New Orleans. That's, that's a pull. Hey, someone's been listening. <laughs> what a pull. That is a that's a deep cut. However, no, I can hear I hear what you're saying with Aretha. That's the, the most only guy who knew what you're talking about is John from Edina because he heard it like that's, three days. That's ago, definitely so. the the that's the the bar for this kind of album. I I am just it's um, she's a treasure. She's like a world treasure. Turning tables. This is the fifth single. The the guy producer came in with a piano part and she just came up with the song. I like how often you can hear her going to the edge of what her voice can do, although then it ended up costing her in years after that, but it's thrilling. What do you mean it costed her? Uh, she had some vocal trouble, and I don't know if it was actual physical trouble or if it was, uh, you know, stage fright kind of anxiety <laughs> stuff, but... <laughs> you ready? <laughs> but she had to, yeah, she had to come off the road for a while and I think had to rework her voice a little bit, maybe. She's supposed to have a yeah. Vegas... Residency that got delayed big time, I think, because of some right. of this stuff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you remember? This is one of the few on here that Rick Rubin actually produced. Yeah, you immediately hear the difference. And yeah. I think he's of the opinion of that Adele is better with just an instrument and her, like you're at a jazz club somewhere. And I tend to agree, you yeah. know. And I think that's. The problem I have with the album as a whole, like it feels like a lot of filler. But then like this what? filler song to me, and I'm using air quotes because it you know it just didn't have the success that the other ones did. You know, it's one I actually like compared to some of the other ones that were a little bit more thrown with a bunch of you know, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can really properly explain it right, but I like this one because it seemed much more toned down and simple. But if you'll see Rob, uh, one of the writing credits on this. Oh, is don't guy stop named before Dan- the chorus. Oh, sorry. That you keep going. Yeah, it's a guy named Dan Wilson. Huh? And does anybody know who Dan Wilson is? Is he the guy that was constantly grooming Dennis the Menace, former no. golfer catcher? No. He is the former golfer and Seattle catcher. Yes. What? Yeah. He was the lead singer for Semisonic. Yeah. So Rob, hit 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 what you're on right there. Hit what you're on right there. Click that song right okay. there that you're on. It's, it's time. Oh, Wait, you, are we doing? Yeah, you got to say we're doing a list, man. Oh, so I got a list. Yeah, you got a list. Guys, I got a list. Until you say there's a but, list. But, but based Matt on, didn't reveal who he's based on about Dan yet. Wilson. So I was looking at this. You, you know where like, else there's a list, Matt? Where? In the Apple Classical app. <laughs> yeah. But Matt didn't get to reveal who Dan hey, Wilson is yet. Aaron, just tell me, imagine how many underpaid employees had to, to put their sweat labor into making the oh. Apple Classical yeah. app. Yeah, they've probably been laid off already. Some yeah. kids in Vietnam are way into, and yeah. I'm going to say a new one that we haven't said yet. They were getting paid in shoes at Silicon Valley Bank. Mozart. Thank you. But, but at least it. Aaron gets the correct titles for his classical music. All right, so everybody so will know, everybody will know Dan Wilson. Wilson! Yeah. <laughs> everybody will know Dan Wilson by this song right here, where he was also a writer. So Dan Wilson was a write, got a writing credit on that song, Don't You Remember?, but we'll go to the first song on the list, Rob, and you you will know. And Rosie's already knows who it is, but Russell will see if you can t- pull who the band is here. Yeah. Oh, I've seen I'll him in you, person. I'll give you That's a hint. You. Yeah. They came to St. Olaf. They did. Is this so, Space Hog? It's not Citizen King. Yeah. So Dan Wilson is a 
grew up in St. Louis Park. Went to St. Louis Park, yeah, went out to Harvard. His brother Matt went out to Harvard as well. They came back. They formed a band called Trip Shakespeare. Local, kind of pretty popular band locally in the 80s. Uh, that band split up, and Dan and the drummer formed Semisonic, which oh. then he was wrote a lot of the songs, and everybody knows Closing Time. But it turns out that Dan also has this extremely wide, extremely nice. large yes. uh, catalog of written songs. Oh. And so songs that he's got the writing credit on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> extremely. And so uh, we'll just go through a few of them here. And uh, the first one I got on the list is by the Dixie Chicks. I, and it's I- a song called... Go ahead. I'm just telling you, I'm full of fear playing these songs and I'm not going to play the chorus and Aaron's going to yell at me again. Like a real jerk. Oh man, it's such a thrilling moment. Aaron, don't you remember? We're going to hear it again. I guess I'll have to listen to the song. Oh, so this is the song that the chicks kind of got in trouble or, you know, started to pivot a little bit because they're from Texas. Aaron's giving a big thumbs down. And this was actually like an anti-George Bush song, if I remember right. George Bush from Texas, all this stuff. And so they wrote this. It's almost a protest song, not really. But it really kind of tainted them with their, you know, country fans, if you will. They had to take a little time off. But Dan Wilson's got a writing credit on this. I will say this. how, How, I mean, here's the thing, right? Yeah, George Bush did some bad stuff. But did you see him throw that fucking pitch? He winged that thing. President, USA number one. Woo! Straight down the pipe. Right down it. I mean, yeah. oh, oh, Macron's going to throw a, sh- a pitch like that? Get out of here. He's going to throw like a, a knuckleball. Next that one that cool, I found actually. on the list. Oh, you know what I was going to say on your, on your first one, closing yeah. time? We saw them in person at St. Olaf. That's I saw them in did. person. But the takeaway I had from that day was you should never do a case day <laughs> and try to eat turkey and mashed potatoes <laughs> in the same day. It's a big mistake. <laughs> Or if your name's Joe from Woodbury, just stop at like 97. That, Don't get a, to 98. That's a, that's a Century Club. Oh, Century, Century Club, Club and day. a Case Day are different. different. This oh. Explain the difference, Russell. Can you explain yeah. the difference between a Case Day? Yes. Yeah. A, a Case Day is 24 cans of beer in a day, right? So you start early. You're having beer with breakfast. That's why I Go failed ahead. law school. Because they kept talking about how it was going to be Case Day coming up. And I just, just got hammered. The worst I got part about a Case Day is when you try to leave wherever you are and then you're carrying around a warm batch of beers then yeah. that's when yes. that's when it always ended for me like no i can't i can't guzzle these my, anymore mine mine ended when i tried to combine turkey and mashed potatoes with the case oh. day it was over oh my god Oof. the result the result of my case day was treacherous <laughs> treacherous very treacherous next song you know funnily enough is called treacherous by oh, taylor nice. swift so dan wilson writer for taylor swift the song was uh, not, I mean, a lot of these songs aren't all that popular. Like, you're not huge. Like, I think definitely um, he wrote for three songs on um, Adele's album here. And I'm looking, Don't You Remember? He wrote One and Only. And then the last song, Someone Like You, he's got a writing credit on that one, too. So he's got a few really good songs. But um, I have a feeling if you have a writing credit on a Taylor Swift song, Cha-ching. That's money in the yeah. bank, I would guess. No how, mu- how much do you have to do to get a writing credit? Like, do we, the three of us get writing credits on Rob's parodies or not? It's up to Rob, actually. I don't know. Yeah. No. Is it up to Rob? I do use clips. Well, according to the ones I tried to upload to Spotify, it's just Beck did it better as a, as a thing. So, there, listen, guys, there's no way money stuff is going to break us up. That's never happened in the history of music. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> Next song on the list, Home by Dirks Bentley. I'm not going to pretend like I know this song, but, you know, Dirks Bentley, huge country singer. Hello, the huge country singer. You know, but again, I, I'm just trying to point out a few of how wide his uh, reach is, if you will, sure. going from Dixie Chicks to um, Taylor to Dirks Bentley. Um, I, next you know, on the what's list, weird is I had Dirks Bentley as a strength coach in college. I didn't know he went <laughs> okay. on to do this. This is so strange. <laughs> that guy got, yeah, he, deep, was, he was a good, he was a great guy. Deep right? cut. Great guy. Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey, him and George Bush. Yeah, he, he, he he was also a, a part of 21, wasn't he? 21 year old. Oh, no. so. <laughs> I think he enjoyed 19 more. I'll just put it that yeah. way. Oh. Next, Weezer. And I only put this song on here because it's Weezer. I don't know. It's called California Kids, but um, sounds very much to me like a late 90s song, but it was right. from 2010s. And so I think it's just, again, when you're dealing with Weezer, Weezer coming in uh, June, Russell, I am going. Nick and I, Nick from Minneapolis and I are going to uh, Modest Mouse is opening up for Weezer at the um, the Armory, which... what If you go to Modest Mouse and they don't play Float On, do we burn it oh, down yeah. or not? So they came about a month ago and they played yeah. their... They, they played an album all the way through. And so, I'll, again, it was one of the things where I tend to look at the set list before going. So yep. glad I did because they played, all they did was they played like thir- they played like 17 songs and 13 of the songs were in order. This album from 1997 that I didn't really know. You know, a lot of, a lot of people knew it, but no, they got to play float. They on, did, so. so you're saying they, that Russ's joke is literally what they did. Did they not play They float did on? not play float on. I last would, time I would fucking yeah. burn that place. Wow. To I the think ground. they have to play it when they come with, when they come and open up. For <laughs> is there an opener? Like, you, an you'd opener. be like, you'd be like, oh, well, they're going to come play it for the encore. Then they don't. You'd be like, what? I would nope. just stand there all night yeah, in they, shock. You can't just show up and play like Ocean Breeze Salty or whatever. Like they got to play yeah. Float On. You know other what songs by You know band? other songs by Modest Mouse? That's crazy. Yeah, the Ocean Breeze Salty. I think yeah. that's the first track on that album. Uh, next song, uh, let's go to Leon Bridges. Again, Cody I don't Smith. know if I know this song, but the fact that he's writing, he's got four or five uh, writing credits with Leon Bridges. Who again, another American treasure. I have two or three of his albums over here and listen to him all the time. And so big I'm a big fan of Leon Bridges. So I just thought that was pretty good. And the last one, I, uh, a song that was got a little bit of play uh, by John Legend called You and I, Nobody in the World. Uh, it was more of like a KSTP 90, 90, 94.5 kind of a thing. So I I just, I think, you know, the fact that a guy from St. Louis Park went to Harvard, came back, has this huge music career, and then has all these writing credits. I'm just going to read. Uh, he's got his fingers in all these pies. He's got he? Megan Trainer, Tom Morello, Celine Dion, Mike Posner, John Legend, Josh Groban, Leanne Rhymes, Stevie Nicks, Jeremy Messersmith, Halsey, Cold War Kids, The Head and the Heart, Florence and the Machine, Harry Connick Jr., My Morning Jacket, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, which, again, that was surprising to me, Pink, Nas. You know, he's has writing credits with all of these different groups. Amazing. You know, including Adele. And so that we get it on here. So that's the list for this week. That was, well, I saw a list earlier today and you guys will never believe where I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, hey, Rob, Aaron had mentioned, that's a sweet list, Matt. Aaron had mentioned the, 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 the chorus or whatever you skipped out on earlier. We skipped to like three minutes in. Uh, What song? Don't you don't you remember. remember? No, I don't. Three minutes I, in. That's why I'm asking. What's I, I think I'm doing I lots of stuff. One over. of the reasons. 
You guys were talking about this was stripped down, but there's actually some strings on this one. And I think one of the reasons we might really enjoy this beyond this Dan Wilson songwriter is, do you guys know who arranged the strings and conducted the strings on this song? Oh, it's got to be Beck's father-in-law. Oh, right. Or something like be, that. It wouldn't be his father-in-law, Matt. It's his dad. dad. Yeah. It's David Campbell. Remember dad. David Campbell? He actually did the strings for this. Good. He did almost Russell. all the strings on, uh, is it 30, the newest album, yeah, Rob? Yeah. The newest so one. when it comes to conducting and arranging strings on Adele's albums, whose dad did it better? Beck's dad did it better. <laughs> Good pull, Russell. I was trying nice. to find a connection. I couldn't that find one. Impressive. That's a great pull. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. That's a great song. Look at all the stuff, fun stuff we had on that song. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So listen, uh, I have to say this, Matt. Where was that guy from on your list? Huh? Where is he from? St. Louis Park. Which is like just west of Minneapolis. And, you know, they got Hopkins <laughs> in the north and he dined it in the south. And then like Minnetonka to the west. And so, yeah. Matt, how, where would it relate oh, in, in direction to Crosstown? I mean, you oh, take Crosstown, no. you know, like from <laughs> Minneapolis, you would head west and you'd head north on 100. And then you'd probably get off on like Excelsior Boulevard or 7 and then head west yeah. from there, depending on where you got to go. So, get, get, miss a couple lights and. Yeah. And, then the, yeah. and then you're in Golden Valley. You get to 394, you've gone too far. That's the Golden Valley board. <laughs> get through a couple roundabouts, right? <laughs> Just brutal. Uh, all right. Okay, guys. If I say something, can you not make fun of me? We'll try. What song are we on? <laughs> Set fire to the All fire right. Sounds the good. It's the James Taylor sequel. You know what my problem is? This is their third consecutive number one single. This is the more produced sound again. The problem with this is that I've listened to this album so many times, like literally hundreds of times, because Jenny is not one to branch out to new stuff very often, that I don't know which of these are hits and which aren't. Because, like, to me, I've heard love songs just as many times as Rolling in the Deep. I would say this is in the top five hits. This is one of the five that I do. Yeah, this feels like it's been on TV a lot or yeah. around. This is one, I mean, this and then Rolling in the Deep, like, if I didn't hear them again, I'd be okay. I've heard right. them so many times, that kind of a thing. Feels very cinematic though, like the yeah. ending to a movie, like Aaron mentioned TV or something, right? It yeah. felt it feels cinematic. To I me. gotta say, here's here's the, another Rick Rubin song. By the way, that song that song when I saw her in concert, it was really cool. They had like rain effects. He won't go. It's another Rick Rubin produced song. You can hear James Poyser on keys here. So this, this is some of D'Angelo's band, Pino Palladino on bass, and James Poyser from the Roots on keys. Like just all these heavy hitters all been on this record. Somehow Matt is somehow Aaron is still doing the deepest pulls. Like Russ just pulled Beck's dad out of thing, and I'm still yeah. more impressed with what Aaron's talking about. Matt and I, Matt and I go as deep as we can, as low as we can go. Like, and Aaron just smacked us around. No it's way. Like, no, you Aaron guys can go deeper than all of us for sure. No, you get you guys. <laughs> I'm not trying to one up anybody. I just wanted to talk about Pino Palladino. Wait, no, that's I awesome. Said, no, you like, know what I, I was going to say I though. Penis. I've always said like it's it's the greatest oh, thing. No, Come on, that's not what we were talking about. So I don't know what your guys, I don't know which way you guys are going to go with the rankings. I've got a feeling about Rob, but um, I, I don't know. Like that song was not my favorite on the album. It no. was not my favorite, but I think that would be like a top three song on like half the albums we've listened to. No. Is that a fair or no. am I way off? I not think it'd be in the top half. Mm. I think yeah, Maybe I mean, not 50%, but I bet, I bet 30% of the albums we've listened to, this would be a top two to three song. Listen, this is the best album we've listened to in a long time. Period. 
Sorry, Megan Train. Oh, this no. is a great Come album. On. These songs are all bangers. Yeah, now you're trying to just no. Get it is. This, just trying to get me this should be. Up. You know, you, hey, Rob, you just got people on your side telling you they like your this, your parody songs. This should be <laughs> a top twenty. This will be a top twenty album. Next list, guaranteed. Nope. Put my mark on it right now. Okay. Why don't you think so, Aaron? Because why is it too produced, or what's what's your hesitation? I I mean, I don't have okay. a. No, just when you say a top two or three on any of the other ones we've listened to, I just have to think more carefully. Like that's that's a really high bar. Okay, I I was trying to put this up against something else in the twenty tens, right? Mm-hmm. And I was and I put it up against Lemonade, fair or not, okay. you know, like female, highly produced album. And I think Lemonade kicks the shit out of this album. Lemonade is going to be number I think, one. Yeah, like I think I, I mean Lemonade, Lemonade was thirty two. You know, and so I mean, like Lemonade's going to be a, a top twenty. I think this will be a top fifty. You, you don't think this beats out like Lauren Hill next time? I mean, no. come on. Yes, it they does. Won't. Nah, I mean, this I is up and down a better album than those. Guys. How about how about Amy Winehouse? Yeah, maybe? that's a good. That's a good comparison. I yeah. thirty three. So maybe. Yeah. yeah, this is a top twenty album. Easy. This is the highest like miss album that we've had. Trust me. Okay, I'm right. Uh, Rob's right. Thank you so much. And there, I'm going to edit out that delay. It's weird how that guy who said that has never come back on the podcast. Yeah. What happened to him? What do you think he's listening to right now? What kind of podcast is he listening he's, to? He asked, and I've said, I had to say no a number of times. All right. right. So uh, <laughs> take it all. No. Yeah. Take it all. Yeah. Guys, I'm lost. So this was the song, the first song on the album that she finished. She brought it back because she wrote it about a fight they had had. They brought it back and said, here's a song I wrote about us. And the guy goes, guess what? Fucking Adele, you're fucking a-dumped. We're fucking a-done. Get out of here. And Mr. 21, this was the song that drove him over the edge and had the big fight. Without this song, you wouldn't have this album. It's crazy. I love the part where it's they do the go here, take it. Yeah, it's got to be a Janis Joplin thing. Oh right? yeah, this song, Janis. That's that's a good take. I'm telling you guys, Aretha Franklin. Think about it. I'll be waiting. Another Rubens joint. This sent me back to. I read that. Oh yeah, I read that she this is a jam. discovered some music. This is a banger, right? Driving through Nashville. Yeah, so this today I spent like a Dixie bunch Dixie. of time. Yes. It also reminded me of all those Elvis Nashville sessions from the early 70s. Love it. You know what I hear, Aaron? Motown. Big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big influence for her. Guys, it's so now we have one, okay? And I don't want to get in, I don't want to get into these more measure jokes, but this is six, eight time, okay? It's a, and in fact, it's one of my top 10 favorite signatures. I would say my number one signature is. God, I thought I'd come up with it this Herbie time. Herbie Hancock? I, isn't her, I mean, isn't Oh, Herbie, Herbie Hancock, Hancock is a great signature. <laughs> joke. Hey, can I get your Hancock? And her, Herbie's like, rock it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's good to get some Herbie Hancock content in. One and only. I don't know why I'm scared. I like how I pick rock too. I've been here before. Every yeah. feeling, every word. Oh, the Dan Wilson song. This was a close friend direct for whom Adele had romantic feelings. Adele, if it's me, I will marry you. Let's go. <laughs> right now. I will give you $1 million for a night of exquisite delight. Next up. I'm telling you, I love this song. I loved it when The Cure did it. 
It took me all week to realize this was a Cure song. I have been oh. listening to this album, and I did not realize it was the same song until I sat down and listened to it this time. It's crazy. Right. Again, I'm going to be the dissenting one here. Like, I will take the Cure. You like the Cure version? ten times out of ten. No, no. no. listen to this organ though. It sounds just like it on I the think, Cure song. I think the the weakest song on this album is better than the strongest song on the Cure no. album. I forgot that Cure album. I don't love the Bossa Nova, but that synthesizer is exactly what's playing on the Cure album. Yeah, and it's Bossa Nova. Uh oh, who has a Bossa Nova Pandora station? That he plays at work to sound smart? <laughs> Me, baby. Who when, used to play Bossa Nova on that keyboard, the MIDI keyboard, where you could choose oh, three different beats? Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> we had a keyboard at home where the demo song was Jitterbug by Wham. Oh, Wake oh, me up. I like that. And so you just, we'd be playing the keyboard and be like, God, we suck at the keyboard. And then it'd be like, Jitterbug. <laughs> I bet we play that song. I bet in my childhood we played that song a million times. That's not an exaggeration. A thousand times, a thousand times over. Next up, Someone Like You. Now, here's the twist. This was a song that Adele wrote. Because we kind of had the, the anger and then the cooling down. Adele wrote this song when she found out that Mr. 21 had gotten engaged. The true end of the breakup. It's right there in the lyrics, though. She says, heard you going to settle down. <laughs> I heard your dreams came true. Going to settle down. It's right there in the lyrics. Listen, it was in your tickler file. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> it's, been my, it's been in my tickler file. Isn't that the whole point of the song, Rob? Yeah, I, guys, what? Where's the this twist? Is a, this is the twist. It's the I mean, is that the ultimate? When you've gotten dumped by somebody, it's really not over until they get engaged, is it? Like that's the ultimate that's end. Because you're and still like you're just gonna keep hanging on by writing songs. Yeah. And again, I mean, we might get back together and have a meal for two with Harry View if you know what I'm talking about. Hey, Rob, you can always you can always hope they get divorced, then their standards fall, and then they come oh, back. Oh, did you, I right? try to do that move in college where I broke up with somebody? And I was like, okay, who's every woman I was attracted to in high school? Better see what how close is their college? Are they within the eight hour radius? And will Aaron drive with me? <laughs> okay. And I'm going to tell you the success rate ratio of that is what's zero Not divided great. by eight. Matt had a thought on this song and we lost it. All right. What? Oh, I was going to say to me, this is the only one that doesn't sound like it's, I mean, it's, it sounds like this is the only one that's going to be a timeless song for all time. The other ones yeah. are starting oh, to I, get I a little disagree. dated. And I, I know I'm just, it's my opinion. Right. Yeah. And so no, I agree with you, Matt. I think people will be driving home fast, listening to that song. For years. Forever. Decades. Totally. There you go. Totally. Agree gotcha. with Matt. One of the greatest albums we've had on this list. One of the greatest. Let's get into our things. rating system. I'm telling you, this is one of the few albums we've done that I've listened to, I bet, 200 times. And very popular. I can see why it's good. Rating system. Oh, yeah. But I never knew that song was about somebody being engaged, so I might not be listening that closely. What do you think, what do you think it was about? It, it, might, it might surprise you guys. Not a great listener. I'm not a great listener. <laughs> not my strength. My strength is my strength. Uh, that's why my muscles are so big and it hurts so bad when I get a cramp. All right. Let's get into the rating system now. Okay. Is this album, okay, Adele 21. And don't, and again, this is, can get a little confusing. This is at 130. I got to get this right. One. This is at 137. God, we've been in the 130s for like. Seven weeks, it feels like. Um, is this at 137 perfectly ranked? The Story album 21, out. okay? If you think that this 
would be like watching a Hulk Hogan wrestling match, a Thunderlips wrestling match. It's perfect. It's perfect at 137. That would be rolling well toned. Okay. If you think this would be like Thunderlips coming over and deep dicking your wife while you film, okay, only to later release the film and have actually a pretty cool website get shut down. Okay. That is a rolling <laughs> bone. It's literally. Still a wild story, right? That's so crazy. What's a good website? Thunderlips that, is. That's when I stopped visiting the same website every day. That was it for me. I was like, well, now I don't have a one-stop shop anymore. Now I'm on my own out here on the internet. <laughs> Aaron, you and me, we're married now. Yes. Uh, that is. I got to go to like four, four sites to get my Hulk Hogan sex. That days. is literally. <laughs> we should watch it after the show. That is literally a rolling bone because Thunderlips is over for a night. And he paid you $100 for a discreet night with your wife that you're going to film. All right. I got to say, though, if anybody from my childhood was going to bang my now wife, Hulk Hogan would be up there. It would be worse if it was like, hey, Ted DiBiase came over and banged my wife. I'd be like, ugh, gross. Man, Ted DiBiase's always catching stories on this show. <laughs> Ted DiBiase gave me $100. What? You know he's got a million? It's right hey. there in his name. <laughs> Virgil's carrying around that suitcase the oh. whole time. He's got a million dollars yeah, with Virgil him all the time. Virgil the camera. You wouldn't even let yeah. me in the room. Wasn't the million dollars man's son one of the other people involved with that oh, yeah. uh, volleyball fiasco? Yeah. <laughs> or legend volleyball fiasco? No, no. No, 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 no. Brett Favre committed a crime. Allegedly. Okay, quote me no, on that. No, My no. name is Russ. He committed a crime. <laughs> no, no. By the way, I did spend so much time last week, I got to say, going on an AI site where I fed it. Aaron speaking and I tried to make a synthetic Aaron voice so I could just have Aaron say whatever I wanted. <sighs> Lots of time. Oh my God. All right. Listen, don't know why my relationships are failing. I'm going to say, or is this like Aaron's promise book about pasta mania? Okay. Oh, I right. have not read the book. Aaron lied to us. He led it's us not- astray. Okay, I've got I've got blue balls for Hulkios. Okay, and Aaron, if I don't get to read about Hulkios, I could get really hurt. Okay, and I'm serious. Okay, it's a medical condition. <laughs> got to get this hot nut out for Hulkios. All right, that is a rolling groan. All right, so what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? Aaron, what do you think? Well, I, a week ago when I started listening to this, I thought this is this album's formulaic. It follows a formula. I don't think it should be this high. We've there are other things that this is drawing from that could probably be higher. I am sore that this would be ahead of Whitney Houston. I I gotta feel like there's a Mariah album that would that would stack up. But by the end of the week, man, I'm gonna come back and listen to this album. I really like it, so I'm gonna have to give it a rolling well toned. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling boned, rolling grown, or rolling bone? <laughs> I almost forgot the third one. For, for me, commercial hits all over it. Like going back to being on the the, the top of the charts for that long, it's because it's fucking awesome. Yep. It's great. There's an amazing singer, fantastic production. Dan Wilson writing songs, Beck's dad on strings. This is rolling bone for me. It should be way higher on the list. I, I don't know how much I'll come back and listen to it, but it's super enjoyable. What's I don't see the I don't see the complaint with this album and and Aaron mentioned the formula. Well, I'll say this. I like the formula. Yeah. To me, if you make a, a, the formula is, hey, I'm going to put banger songs on an album that sound good. Count me in. I'm in for it. It's rolling bone. I think it should be higher. A squared plus B squared equals 69. All right, Matt. 
Rolling Rolling Bone or Rolling Bone or Rolling Bone? I came in before tonight. I listened to the album. I did listen to the album today. And I was going to say that it's rolling well-toned right here. And I'm going to stick with that. But I'm going to try to... I think 1989 by Taylor Swift, which comes out about a year and a half later. Mm -hmm. I would listen to that. I'm I'm not saying it's a better album, but I would just listen to that album way more than I listen to this album. Um, It's too bad that Madonna's uh, Immaculate Collection, which is next, is like a greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Because like I I, yeah. I listen to that album all the time when I have a chance. Yeah, it's and, a great album. You know, so that's not there. Uh, Rosie, I'm gonna try to see if I can pull you just a little bit farther. You know, we've got Aretha. Um, what do we've got? Which one of Aretha's we got coming up? Uh, we haven't done Young Gifted and Black yet. No, oh, it's uh, I think it's uh, the uh, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace oh, is coming geez. up at 154. Oh, man. That's you know, we've got, singing. to your point, we've got some other artists who haven't even been on the list yet, kind of a deal. So great songs. Uh, it, it fit well to time. I personally think it's getting, it's going to be a little dated for me. And that's, I'm, mm. I completely understand that it's for me. And so I'm going to stick with, it's rolling well-toned right here at 137. Dated for me, man, I have a hundred dollars. I, I we should talk about something afterwards. Uh, now listen, okay. I'm not going to get all mad that Matt once again stole my bit at the end of the show where he talks about what the next album is. That's not me. I don't get mad at that. That character of Rob doesn't care. doesn't bother me. Listen, this, unfortunately you guys are wrong though. This what? album gets a rolling relay shown reflect shown. It's a double album. It's 42. Oh. Imagine that this album is what you get out of a breakup instead of every single embarrassing story that you're thinking of right now of how you acted or got treated after a breakup. Okay. And I know there's some good ones out there with you guys. Next up. I, I think like if I didn't said all the same stuff, you guys would call me pathetic. Like you'd be like, <laughs> fucking move on. But like somehow, like if it's with music, people let it fly. But if this was just with your friend, and any of these, you know, like all these songs we listen to where they're whining about breakups or the, I can't believe you did this to me. If like, if we went out and had a beer after like eight minutes of me talking about it, you guys Toughen would be like, up. you know, yeah. tough the fuck up yeah. and move on and go find someone else. But if you were singing these songs though, if you were, but somehow when people do it with music, it's totally different. If we were sitting out for a beer and you started singing these songs and you had written them, I mean, I'd say you got to wallow different. in it. You got to enjoy it. Yeah. The next time this list is updated. This will be higher than any Taylor Swift album. Mark my words. This is a Ooh, I don't know this that. is a killer killer Dude. album. And speaking of list, you guys know where I saw a list earlier. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, and I and I ran out of time here a little bit preparing. We have an album that Madonna once called her first greatest hits album. It's the Immaculate Collection. <laughs> When you want to hear about the greatest album I used that bit at 137. I'm in big trouble. But you're just too lazy. Amy Winehouse at 33. Should this be 100 behind Amy Winehouse or no? If you want to hear from guys at chat and then they I like Amy Winehouse. It's one of my top five. Yeah, but 100 I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Oh, yeah. I've oh, got a hundred dollars and I've got something to talk to you about with your wife. It's me, the macho man. Oh, yes. Now I'm deep dicking your wife and you're filming me. Oh, I, ouch. I got a cramp in my hamstring. Oh, God. Now it's moving to my heart. I better go drive my Jeep with Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> God, you guys do good impressions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a bit, Roswell? I'm sorry. 
No, I got nothing. No, we just always it's close the It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. If if uh, if Hulk if Randy Savage was, I mean Randy Poffo, if he was Poffo and my wife Russell, what would that interaction sound like in the beginning? I know. I think, I think you had a good one. I think <laughs> yeah, you I don't think we need to go any further. Hit the triangle. Hit the triangle. Hit the triangle. <laughs> hit the triangle. We were at a good one. Hat on a hat, Rob. Don't put a hat on a hat. <laughs> we were good. <laughs>